Welcome to the Early Years Learning Framework podcast. Uh, in this session, we're going to be talking about the principles. My name is Jackie Ward. I'm the Early Learning Coordinator, and I am joined by my beautiful colleague, Kerry Flick, um, Peter 2 Officer. Thanks, Jackie. Today, I'm just going to talk about the principles. And the first principle is, is secure, respectful, reciprocal relationships. And it's very important in um, the preschool setting that everyone has those um, reciprocal relationships because they are you know, two ways. There's a genuine relationship and everyone's empowered to have their voice. So we've got teachers, um, whether it's the teacher, the SLSO, the AEO, parents, other staff, staff members that are involved in the preschool and, of course, the families and the community. So we're going to make sure that those relationships are really strong and respectful and that's really important in every preschool setting. That's really true Kerry and I always say that um, you know the five guiding principles for me are great guiding principles for life not just in our work with um, you know as early childhood professionals but you know people in um, you know our everyday lives need to be treated with respect we need to be thinking about being reciprocal in our relationships you know we want to make good solid partnerships and we do need to be committed to continuing to learn and reflect and all those sorts of things. Well that does lead on to the to the next principle which is partnerships Jackie and that is that you know there's no one person that is really you know in charge of that like the center of that preschool it really is a committed um, partnership with everybody involved and that's when you see those really good relationships like I spoke about in the first one being um, fostered and parents encouraged to be part of that preschool through social media through coming in and for visits. So those partnerships with the outside agencies that are involved to support children, there's, there's real partnerships. And when they feel respected and when they feel safe in that and secure in that preschool setting, parents and support people, that's when you see that um, partnership really developed. Yeah, and I think that, you know, when we have genuine partnerships where power is shared, people, what, who, who benefits really in the end is, is children. children. Yeah, outcomes for children are fostered when we have a space. And, and also that there's partnerships in learning with children as well. Like children are a really important partner in this, you know. It's not always about doing things to children or for children, you know. It's about giving them an equal voice in the space as well. Absolutely. And also the principal is the educational leader because he, you know, they, he or she need to be involved in that partnership as well on that journey. So um, the next one I'm going to speak about is the high expectations and equity within the preschool. And of course, again, you know, they're all very interwoven and linked. And children are very capable of making decisions. You were just speaking about the children in the preschools. And they're very capable of making decisions about their own learning. And that high expectations and the equity within the school, if staff are fostering that, you know, children can just make those decisions. And schools and our communities need to really value our early childhood settings. And I think that's when those high expectations of children are really fostered and really developed. I think nowadays with that high expectations that we're really aiming to have children, you know, achieving the best that they can. And I think that's really important because we know all our children are very capable learners. Yeah, definitely. And I think if we think about um, Ceci's paper on what works best, high expectations are um, mentioned in that. And I remember seeing that thinking, yes, that's one of our guiding principles, you know. And I think for me, it means that if we set the bar at a certain um, height, children tend to perform to the expectations of the adults around them or the communities around them. Whereas if we say, you know, the bar is just ever higher and we're always encouraging you to go better and be stronger and develop new skills and learn 
learn new things. And again, that kind of ties in nicely with the equity side of it, that we have those expectations for all children, regardless of ability, regardless of race or culture or, or um, context, you know. We, we want everybody to succeed in the best way that they um, can. Yeah, and are capable of. And that leads to the next one, Jackie, which is respect for diversity. So we know across the, our communities and our states that there's so many different diverse family groups. There's diverse languages, backgrounds, socioeconomic situations, and all of our families, we're engaging with all of these different families and communities, and we're respecting that diversity within our services. And we're ensuring that they're um, feeling respected and that they're feeling included. And that's really important in our preschool settings that we celebrate the collective diversity of of all our communities and, and their families and cultures and everything that comes along with that. I couldn't agree more. I think we need to think about um, being culturally competent educators and we need to be thinking about um, ways that we can um you know, know children, value children, honour children and their background. And they see, I think, you know, we need to recognise that learning does happen in that context of, you know, the, the child's family, their community, their culture. You know, when we make that learning more relevant and meaningful in that context, you know, children can thrive and succeed. And the last principle, Jackie, is ongoing learning. And as educators, you know, we've, there's that commitment from us as educators to always be open to new ideas, to make sure that we are researching on how children learn best in our preschool settings. And it's that ongoing learning as well for the children through critical reflection. I think we can use this powerful tool as a way to support that ongoing learning with our children as well in our settings and ensure that their learning is ongoing and that we have, you know, a, a wide variety of um, research that we're using and support mechanisms in our settings to support that learning. I wholeheartedly agree. I think um, children deserve to have adults that are really committed to doing things better themselves. You know, we need to be committed to uh, improving teacher quality, to continuous improvement within our places, to say, you know, and, and reflect on whether or not what we're doing is really working for these children at this time in our, um, in our settings. And I think that we can only do that when we think about where do we want children to go, what are our um, guiding principles, what are our, um, you know, what are our practices and how effective are they being for these, um, for these children. Uh, and I think that that sort of um, is a nice little tie-in to say, well, when we have all of these ideas represented in something like our school vision or our philosophy, we help to make sure that we're on the track of making sure the principles are in the forefront of our mind every day in all of our work with children. Absolutely. And I think that's where we, we, we ensure as educators that the philosophy, philosophy at our preschool service um, includes our values and beliefs as educators, and we need to align them with the principles as well. So the principles are represented as a common set of values and beliefs and how the children learn best and how we can use um, the, the different type of diverse um, community that we're working with to be incorporated into our philosophy. Because once our community feel like they're engaged and they're respected in our preschool through the philosophy and through developing that with them. So there needs to be those real collaboration and and respectful discussions, whether it's through social media or or um, meetings with parents or some feedback on the sign-on table, so that we're actually including them and building that philosophy and revising it every year and looking at our philosophy to make sure it's inclusive and that we've got high expectations, that we're using reciprocal relationships and partnerships and that's somehow embedded into our philosophy of our service. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think that um, 
the philosophy then is a sort of a a go-to document, I guess, when we're talking about making decisions. And if we have a situation where we don't agree, um, a family doesn't agree with the practice that we're doing, or a family wants us to do something, you know, like teaching their child to count to a thousand or whatever, our philosophy gives us the the impetus or the background or the, you know, the reference document to go back to and say, this is why we make these decisions, because it aligns with our philosophy and our philosophy aligns with the early years learning framework yeah that's exactly right um i think that's fantastic yeah and i also thought that we can use that critical reflection um as part of that partnership with our our families to to to, to sort of reflect on how what we're doing with our families so um we can reflect on are we in partnerships with our families and how are we um, showing that we are respectful of all the children's diversity in our center so Critical reflection is a really important part of that to guide what we're doing and how we're ensuring that we're being respectful, we're we're in partnership and we're including all of those principles in our um, setting every day. That's fantastic. Well, that's been a really great um, chat today, Kerry. Thank you. And that wraps it up. Do you have anything else that you wanted to add? Hi, Jackie. That was great. Thanks for chatting. Awesome.